Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Wow, I won't be able to say that much longer, will I? <laughs> Ooh, uh, our goal to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, as our guide. The checks and balances are brilliant and one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips and as you know we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth all right folks yesterday we talked about experts are saying it's time to wear masks again yeah they say a high quality well-fitting mask is your best protection against infection from the coronavirus the influenza and rsv yeah so it's a triple threat now don't you know and I submit to you that they'll continue to push vaccines. They'll continue to deny natural health and healing solutions. They'll continue to deny what really works as they push flat out, dishonest, straight from the pit of hell lies. Uh, and they're ratcheting up the threat to push for masks, to push for vaccines, to push for vaccine passports. Really what they want to do is lock you down and make you feel lonely. That's right. Loneliness is one of their greatest weapons, ladies and gentlemen, as they use the dishonest lie of social distancing to make you feel somehow that that's a better plan. We talked about Judge Peter Thompson says or claims he did not find clear evidence. He called it clear and convincing evidence of widespread misconduct during the 2022 election. So you got to debate a little bit what find clear and convincing evidence is. If he just doesn't believe no matter what the facts say. Uh, define clear and convincing. That's an opinion, not a fact, right? And then you say widespread misconduct. How widespread does it have to be? How clear and convincing does it have to be? Right? He said that Carrie Lake's witnesses did not have personal knowledge of intentional misconduct. The Washington Post reported. Now think about that. By the time you put clear and convincing evidence by the time you put intentional misconduct, by the time you add widespread, there's all kinds of fraud in the elections. They're just not as widespread as they need to be. They're just not as clear and convincing as it needs to be. They're just not as, right? I mean, where do you go with that? He said the court cannot expect speculation or cannot accept speculation or conjecture in place of clear and convincing evidence. But the problem with this whole discussion is, again, how do you define all that? And furthermore, I would say, what about the evidence? See, unless you can get into the details and really subpoena people, put them on the standard of the penalty of perjury, literally dig in and get records released, etc., you might have uh, a, lot of, a lot of questions, a lot of what the term is usually considered probable cause, you see. You may have a lot of probable cause, but see, is that clear and convincing enough for this judge? Is that widespread uh, enough for this judge? Is that, see what I mean? Well, there is an election investigator who has, win, or has won a lawsuit because over 120,000 
You heard me, 120,000 missing voters. Yeah, there were far fewer people registered to vote in one state, that's in Pennsylvania, than there were ballots. You heard me, 120,000 less voters than ballots. Bob Unrit, WND.com with the incredible story. Uh, they say American voters may soon be getting answers to what happened to the 120,000 people in Pennsylvania who allegedly voted in the 2020 elections, but now, well, they cannot be found. See, would that be clear and convincing evidence to you or not really? The Thomas More Foundation or Thomas More Society uh, explained that's because a judge has now ordered the um, Lycoming County, I don't know about this county, but anyway, Office of, quote, Voter Services. Uh, now they're forced to provide investigator Heather Honey with a, quote, digital copy of the cast vote record file. Yeah, because the records that she has aren't enough. See, she has enough evidence to prove what she's saying and a lot of prob- probable cause. But you see, now she needs the full record report. The judge just gave it to her. Well, she testified in Maricopa County, too. Did you know that? See, the problem is you got to define clear and convincing evidence. You got to, you know, talk about conspiracy theory versus conspiracy fact. You got to how do you get all this done? Well, the judges are just shutting things down. Our society is now so corrupt. I'm afraid there's no going backwards, ladies and gentlemen. For example, the FBI, as you know, got caught literally dictating the violation of your First Amendment on all five fronts, so to speak, all five guarantees, uh, the FBI literally forced Twitter to shut everybody down, falsely, wrongly. Well, when we called a halt to this in the new media, taking center stage, um, the FBI just came back and said, no, listen, we do this all the time. Don't make this a big conspiracy theory. We shut down companies, control companies, manipulate companies, violate free speech, violate independence, violate privacy. We do that all the time. So now FBI admits that it meddles in numerous companies, not just Twitter, writes Victoria Marshall. Think about that. Listen to this. It's so bad that James Comer, he's a Republican of Kentucky, I guess, He's the incoming chairman of the House Oversight Committee. He said the FBI simply needs to be completely dismantled and shut down after the latest installment of the Twitter files. Yeah, it revealed the Bureau was in constant contact with Twitter before Elon Musk took over. That's uh, the National Review reporting all that. But look, then the FBI just says, we do that all the time. Look, this is just standard fare, says the FBI. But others like me... And the good congressman of Kentucky and others are saying, no, no, wait a minute. This is serious indeed. What other details is the FBI involved in with whom? The entire FBI needs to be dismantled. There needs to be people put in jail. They're criminals. There you have it. All right, on a funnier note, Senator Rand Paul has written his own, quote, retelling of the classic poem. Uh... Twas the night before Christmas, and he uh, equates it to the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that sells us all out, folks. Anyway, we talked about that in detail. That was all on the Sheriff Mack Show, by the way.
First hour, radio and TV together. Second hour, we heard from the Casting Crowns. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, incredible tune. We also talked about a sermon on the second, a sermon delivered in 1804 to Congress on the second coming of the Savior Jesus Christ by John Hargrove. We talked about the fact that delivering sermons in Washington at the Capitol began in Thomas Jefferson's administration and continued for decades until after the Civil War, it was common to speak of Christ and his return and the preparing of a nation of a people for that eventuality. What a tremendous history we have that we're simply ignoring, turning our backs on, and forgetting. All right. I love and I'm promoting the Chosen series. You can get the Angel Studios app at angel.com and watch it. It's a pay-it-forward model. Please do. The pay-it-forward model says, hey, if you put a little bit of money in, you can make it stay free for future viewers, and you can help them with money so they can create the next incredible movie. Anyway, just tremendous stuff. I commend Angel Studios. I think The Chosen is just incredible. Let It Be Christmas, Alan Jackson. We played that tune. We also played the Paul Harvey A Christmas Story about the man and the birds. Simply put, the man and the birds uh, story relates clearly to uh, this issue where this man didn't believe in Christ, just thought that the stories were just too fantastic to be true, so he wouldn't go with his wife to a Christmas commemoration. Uh, and he uh, saw birds crashing into a window. He tried to help them, give them direction. He finally couldn't. And then as the Christmas bells rung, he realized Christ is trying to provide direction for him. Very poignant story from Paul Harvey. Alabama, we played Christmas in Dixie, one of my favorite, favorite Christmas tunes. How many people in modern day have written a Christmas tune that's so well-known, so well-liked? Alabama, real, true artists with a great Christmas song. We talked about, for those who think big tech is feeling a little big brotherish lately, there's a reason for that. The big list of former federal agents now working for big tech, there's so many of them, that they have their own Slack channel at Twitter. Think about that. That's a, a point that I'm making about the FBI's just flat-out gone criminal. You've got a revolving door, big tech and government. They even shut down the channel for the voice of a sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, because they didn't agree with his view of the election. Of course, the corporations called the speech. They censored disinformation. But the truth is the American people understand that the lies from the FBI and the Justice Department were actually the disinformation. The FBI interfered in the 2020 election by telling tech companies to suppress reporting about the scandals relating to the laptop from Hunter Biden. The abandoned laptop stories, all of it was true, but the FBI claimed it was false and lied. Probably most prominent is Jim Baker. He used to work at the CIA and for a time was Twitter's lawyer. He's a criminal. When are people going to go to jail, ladies and gentlemen?
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So much news, so little time. So the Daily Mail has um, assembled the long list. They call it a long, long list. It's so long. Of former federal agents who now work in the, quote, tech industry. And it is shocking. Folks, that's the problem. It's just criminals everywhere. But no accountability anywhere, right? That seems to be the problem. We played Do You Hear What I Hear? Another one of my favorite Christmas songs. We rounded out the hour with the Mary Did You Know rendition. We also talked about, have you seen the movie The Most Wonderful Time of the Year? It's a great, great, great movie in my opinion. It's funny to watch. It's uh, kind of a romantic comedy Christmas movie. A lot of fun. Uh, For those of you who are old enough, The Fonz is an old man in it. He's Uncle Ralph and uh, he's a beat cop in New York and he comes to see his well, it's his niece, but he considers it his daughter. Uh, anyway, it's just a funny, great movie. You need to see it. All right, we talked about this interesting story to round out the hours yesterday. Turning empty offices into potential housing. New York Times, because you know what? They don't have enough housing in America. And because of the inflationary belligerence of fake money, we're not likely to be able to build a whole lot of houses anytime soon. we got uh, materials shortages going on. We got costs through the roof going on. Most people who are planning to build or expand or remodel or do anything, put their projects on hold. Nevertheless, there's a housing crisis in America. The younger adult generation now can't even afford to buy homes. Believe it or not, but there's about 9 
998 million. Let me repeat that number. 998 million square feet of office real estate across the United States of America that is available. Why? Because of COVID now, people are working from home and from anywhere, and they're not going to the office, and there's not any likelihood that they'll go soon. That's a vast amount of empty space. Believe it or not, it's like 13% of the market that can be turned into two-bedroom apartments, big box retailers, boutique hotels, community college classrooms, studios for artists. I mean, the list goes on and on of what it can be used for. As researchers are now estimating the value of that extra office space will plunge 39% from pre-pandemic levels. Do you realize how huge that is, folks? That's a massive, massive meltdown. The United States, believe it or not, faces a deficit of more than 3 million homes right now. And even the homes that they have, people can't afford. It is just absolutely tragic. Hopefully, though, there'll be solutions. Hopefully, private businesses can keep the government out of it. And they can revamp their downtown square footage uh, for uses that make sense. And all we need government to do is get out of the way and adjust zoning to make it happen. What's likely to happen, though, is the government will use this opportunity, as they always do, to insert more government into our lives. What they'll do is they'll say, yep, you can turn all this office space into housing. We're going to change the zoning. We're going to change it, and we're going to regulate to death. We're going to put in price controls, rent controls. They're going to use New York as the pattern. Beware. Write it down. Remember who told you first. It is disaster the way they're going about it. All right, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. If you want the TV version, go to brighteon.com. Search for the archives. If you want the radio version, you can go several places. You can go to libertyroundtable.com or you can go to brighteonradio.com. But the best place to go is lovingliberty.net. They've got incredible around-the-clock commentators, broadcasters, if you will, talk show hosts. So does Brighty on Radio, by the way. Great people, great stuff, too. I want to give a shout-out to all of them, and I'm grateful for them and their willingness to syndicate Liberty Roundtable Live. All right, news that the networks refuse to use starts now. Southwest Airlines meltdown. They ground passengers despite, listen, $7 billion in federal subsidies. So this is what I have a problem with, these airlines. They literally melt down when the snow comes. Oh, somehow it was a software problem. Well, how do they not have a software problem years and years and years? You look, Southwest Airlines, 20, 25 years ago, was the cat's meow of the airline industry. They had come from the... You know, very flexible startup that was the happy airlines, the cheerful airlines, the fun people in the cabins, the great waiters and waitresses or stewardess or whatever you want to call them, flight attendants, whatever. It was just a great, happy airline. The other industries were all, other airlines were all stuffy and, quote, professional, and these guys were down to earth, normal, and, and they just rocked. But now something's happened, and now they're taking a beating more than any other airline, right? There's claim that the world doesn't have enough planes as travel roars back. There's also claim they don't have the staff. And so they're just literally melting down and canceling 
all kinds of flights more than any other airline bar none. People are literally stranded everywhere. And Southwest Airlines doesn't have a prayer getting things solved quickly. So, you know, this could mean the demise of Southwest. This could could mean they're considered third-rate travel, whereas they used to could be considered the low-cost. You know, more service, more love, more support, more friendship, more the friendly skies. You know, they used to be the cat's meow. Now they're going south. For Southwest, it's a sad tale to tell. Uh, Southwest, also known for the airline, you can't get anywhere uh, on a nonstop flight. you got to get stops everywhere. And, I mean, it's just disaster. That's part of the reason that they have such the trouble that they do. They should hire me as a consultant to go ahead and help them square it away. But listen, Southwest, listen to me very carefully. If you make straight-through flights to more places and you have less and less uh, puddle jumper flights or less and less layovers everywhere, you won't have near the meltdown. Look, Southwest, it's common to have a two-stop, a three-stop flight for really cheap. But the problem is when you do that, if one air, if one route or route uh, isn't successful, then that person's stuck. When you give them one, two, three, four hops, it just gets worse and worse and worse every time you do that, right? The answer is straight through flights. The answer is one stop, maybe. Uh, but the, the Southwest is famous for, you know, they started the one-way flight idea. Instead of, you know, that being the um, exception, it became the norm. They started the uh, one, two, three, four hop idea. That's melting them down. Because, again, it just problems just cascade. When one flight's disrupted, now five flights are disrupted because all the different connecting flights every time are in trouble. So they want you to believe it's just a software glitch or the storms or staff. It is all those things. But I'm telling you, on top of it is the model they've built, which is not a sustainable model. It is when everything's running smoothly. It is not when you have problems like this. So there you have that. Now, I am convinced what's happening in America is they are trying to dismantle every <clears throat> industry and remake it in a more government-style, more government-regulated, more government-controlled industry. Let me give you an example. You know about the big mortgage meltdown and government literally reformed and supposedly took control of mortgages, and you know about all that in the 08 era, right? Well, uh, they're trashing the airline industry right now. It has gotten to where you cannot even trust an airline to get you where you want to go in a timely fashion. Okay? You're likely to miss a flight. You're likely to be late and delayed more than not. Some airlines have a better track record. <clears throat> but literally every single holiday, every single storm, every, you you see... It, it's not hundreds, it's thousands of flights that are canceled. We're talking thousands of flights, folks. Just disrupts America all over the country. And what it does is it enriches hotels when people are forced to stay somewhere. Uh, or it enriches airports when people are forced to stay on the floor and spend money on outrageous food. I mean, it disrupts society like you wouldn't believe. Most people don't have recourse either unless it's very egregious. All right. So the world not having enough planes as travel roars back, as Southwest Airlines and many other airlines melt down with horrible track records. Uh, you know, you, you just, wow, what are you going to do? Most folks are going to have to start traveling less and or driving more. 
Problem is, there's going to be car shortages, right? It's already hard to get a hotel in some places, too. Because a lot of the hotels are saying, we don't have the staff to run the hotels, so we can't make all of our rooms even available. Or restaurants are saying, look, like I went to a restaurant, and they, we said, how long? And they said, it'll be like 45 minutes. We decided to wait because we could walk around uh, at a store, kind of just check out some things while we were waiting for our time to be seated, as opposed to going somewhere else. Well, when we got in there, they had a ton of tables open. The problem wasn't availability of tables. The problem is they don't have enough staff to work those tables. You're going to see more and more of this all over the country. Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Prime. Title 42 was given a stay by the Supreme Court of the United States on Tuesday. Texas Representative Tony Gonzalez on Fox News says the reprieve is a Band-Aid. But given the lack of support from the Biden administration, he's thankful for the high court's decision. Unless they change some of their policy decision-making, you're going to just see Title 42 continue to get punted. We've got to win tonight, and we are grateful for it, even if it's just a Band-Aid. Now we look at House Republicans having the majority. I think part of that is making sure that the administration is held accountable and also finding ways for solutions. The meltdown at Southwest Airlines has left thousands of holiday travelers stranded with no support or answers. Travelers are left to fend for themselves as more cancellations are expected today. Nearly every airline is back to normal operations after a brutal winter storm, except Southwest Airlines. In Indianapolis, Angela Davis says her flight to Sacramento was canceled, and she doesn't know what to do. I want something done about that, but you can't call because you can't get through. I've called. I've been on. I've called them for days now. The problem is so bad, the Biden administration says it's investigating the problem. I'm Tim Berg. There's a recall on high blood pressure medication, as it may contain a cancer-causing ingredient. Lupin Pharmaceuticals issued a voluntary recall on some blood pressure medication due to the potential presence of nitrosamine contamination. Quinapril tablets are the ones being recalled. More information is on the FDA website. The Mega Millions winning numbers for Tuesday were 9, 13, 36, 59, 61, and Mega Ball 11. Nobody won the jackpot, estimated at $565 million. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. This is USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? <laughs> That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. 
That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Live and on your radio, Sam Bushman breaking it down just for you. All kinds of news the networks refuse to use everywhere. So the airlines are melting down. I submit to you that it's intentional, just like the uh, mortgage reality of the 08 remaking. They're remaking every industry. Uh, And I believe that eventually it'll be very tough to even depend on the airlines at all. They're so regulated, so controlled. They violate your privacy at every turn all in the name of security. They're all in bed with the TSA and other government agencies that are absolutely unconstitutional. And, and so I uh, expect eventually it'll get harder and harder and harder to fly. Number one, it'll be more expensive. Number two, the, the just the sheer weight of regulation and government manipulation and government intervention and control is going to absolutely just devastate the industry. If you don't believe me, go look what they've done to Amtrak. You know, trains in yesteryear were a great method uh, of transportation, and now they're just decimated. You hear about train crashes all the time. The uh, the tracks are just devastated and destroyed. It's expensive to go anywhere on the trains. Uh, they could have kept up on that industry, and it could have been incredible. But you know what? They decimated that. When the government takes control, that's what happens. And you're starting to see more and more of that of the airlines. It's a little more fascist in the sense that they leave it, you know, quote, supposedly private controlled. But it's so government regulated that it's really government manipulated. It's communism. It's flat out socialism and communism, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but now, you know, you don't have any good train options in America. Believe it or not, mile per mile from an environmental and an expense point of view, trains do better than any other way of transportation. We could literally have bullet trains going 250 miles per hour. No problem in America. And they could have routes that run east, west, north, south. Uh, and could get people across the country very quickly, very quickly. And you could have private groups of buses and things like that that took you from one train line uh, to another train line, you know, to be a little bit um, time-consuming comparatively. Uh, But, look, you could get across America really quickly, 250 miles per hour in 10 hours. You'd be 2,500 miles across the country. Uh, And the other benefit is you say, well, that's a lot longer than a plane, Sam. Uh, Yeah, but you don't have to get naked before the TSA to go on a train, at least not yet. Uh, Yeah, but you can at least sit down and eat a nice meal, like a lot of these trains have incredible uh, dining cars and such. Uh, You could also work on the Internet the whole time without these weird fees and very shoddy Internet capabilities in airplanes. Uh, you could literally talk to someone on the phone. You could literally conduct business. You could do, It would be much, much, much better. You could also stop off uh, between trains, for example, take a break if we could get incredible train passes across the country. I mean, there are so many good ways that travel could happen. Uh, but no, 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 no. Government controls it all. And so, you know, you wish D.C. power made it to the market. No, government made A.C. power. The power of choice, that's why we got central power stations that are now getting hacked all across the country, and it's a big old meltdown, right? Who's hacking them? They debate. Um, you know, people vandalizing and all. What's going on by whom, where? You know, they claim they can't even know. 
Folks, they can know. They just don't want you to know. They want it to be a mystery. They want it just to create more and more confusion, more and more fear, more and more um, keep everyone off balance idea. Okay, look, if I do anything, they can tell you to the dollar of what I do through the IRS. They can shut me down on Twitter if I make any statement they disagree with, but yet they can't know who's vandalizing power stations all over the country. Are you kidding me right now? It's insane, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this Republican congressman, his name is George Santos. The guy's a nutcase. He got caught lying about almost everything, ladies and gentlemen. He's a congressman-elect. He lied to get in the position that he's in. House Republican leaders were strangely silent after Representative-elect George Santos admitted to a long laundry list of falsehoods about his background. But he still vowed to be seated in Congress. He says, I don't care if I lied to you to get here. I'm still going to be a congressman. I'll be a good one. Leave me alone. Santos acknowledged in a series of interviews on Monday that he lied about graduating from college. And he made misleading claims that he worked for Citigroup and or Goldman Sachs. He did none of the above. He didn't graduate from any college. He didn't work for any of these people. He also acknowledged owing thousands of dollars in unpaid rent. And he denied committing a, any crime anywhere in the world despite a New York Times report to the contrary. Turns out that I guess in Brazil, uh, he was guilty of um, what? Check fraud, wire fraud, whatever. And these claims of crimes are affecting him. He claims they don't exist, but you can't trust the thug. In his interview with The Post, quote, Mr. Santos admitted that he had lied about his education. I didn't graduate from any institute of higher learning. I'm so sorry that I embellished my resume. He also says that he's not Jewish. And he claimed that he was Jewish, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me talk to you about this for a minute. This is really important. Folks, he did not embellish his resume. Okay, that's a lie, too. And this is where the thug is lying again. An embellishment on a resume is not lying. It's just putting things in the best light. And let me tell you that, let me explain the difference to you. Let's say that I tell you that, hey, on my resume, I say, I worked construction every summer while in high school. That's all true. But it turns out that it was my father's company that I worked for. And so if I leave out my father's company that I worked for, it's a little bit of embellishment. It's not a lie, but it's making you think that I just had a job in the private sector as a teenager. And yes, I did. But when it, it's working for my father's company, I got hired a lot of because I'm his son and I was given an, an opportunity, a chance. But to leave out that it was my father's company is not a lie. But to claim that without the context is a little bit of an embellishment, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing dishonest about that. If somebody came to me and said, well, who did you work for? I'd say, well, it was actually my father's company. Okay, now you, you, you run every fact to ground and you get the context. But it's not a lie. But it is a little bit of an embellishment, right? A lie is if I tell you that I worked construction every summer as a teenager, and it isn't true. It didn't happen. I was not on the construction sites at all. See, that's a blatant lie. Well, this Mr. Santos, this George thug that calls himself a Republican, is a disgrace, folks. He didn't do anything he said he did. He said he was a Jew. 
He lied. He said, well, my grandmother was a Jew, and she converted to Catholicism, and now I'm a Catholic, but, you know, I'm a Jew. And my great-grandparents or my grandparents or whatever came and suffered and did all these different. None of it's true. It's a lie. Well, I, I identify as a Jew, and since my great-grandmother was a Jew at one point, I'm, I'm as Jewish as anybody. No, you're not. Okay, don't play Pocahontas with me, you dishonest thug. Okay, I don't mean to be so harsh in my language to this guy, but look, here's the problem that I'm having. Nobody seems to care. That is the problem that I'm having. No one even seems to care. Does anyone care? And believe it or not, it seems like nobody cares. Nobody, as far as I can tell, is really up in arms about this. Most Republicans are like, well, it isn't great, but we can't really change it, right? We can't really do much about it. Well, shame on all Republicans who don't absolutely stand against this. Shame on them, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely shame on them. So here's the way I look at it. This guy's a thug. This guy should absolutely be kicked out of office by congressman colleagues the second he gets sworn in. If we're forced to go that far, Congress has control. On the other hand, I don't think this guy should even be allowed to take the oath of office. Okay, is it, let me ask you a question. Is it election fraud? I'm going to ask the mainstream this question too. Because remember, this is a Republican. And supposedly I'm a conservative, so I'm supposed to defend the Republicans, right? Wrong. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. No, sir. I will not defend these thugs one bit. I don't give a rip if he's Republican or Democrat. The fact is, he lied through his teeth to get there, and he was elected on fraudulent terms. He's a fraud, folks. And he, because he lied and got elected on fraud, why the Republicans didn't back check or back, you know, check his background before they pushed to get him elected, I don't know. But the Democrats didn't do their due diligence either. Thus, it smacks of the deep state, in my opinion. But I ask you this. Why didn't they check out his background? And now that we know the truth on him, how can we back such a thug? If you lie and manipulate the truth and then you're elected, is that election fraud? If you got elected on false terms? Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? 
The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. So here's the problem. Neither the Republicans nor the Democrats checked this thug DeSantis' background. All right, why did they fail to examine his background? Okay, listen, the Republican, this thug, this dishonest character, ran for Congress's New York's 3rd District back in 2020, before he now won in 2022. This guy's not an unknown quantity. Why did we let his lies go on for so long? The jury is still out on if DeSantis will pay for his lies in two years' time, according to Politico. But many people in the poll say they have bigger things to worry about. Nobody cares. Yeah, Democrat says, of course it bothers me. But you know what? I don't like the president. Democrats are destroying the country. Got to go ahead and back the Republican in this case, even if he's a liar. Okay, this is insane. Okay, they say, truthfully, I don't trust the Democrats on anything they say. I see them on TV, and I turn it off, said a woman who declined to give her name. Look, I talked to Santas. He's really nice. Everything about him is alleged so far. Here's the problem, folks. Yeah, Congressman admits to whopping lies. Does anybody even care? Well, it's a good question. American Liberty News brings up that question, and it's a good one. But here's the problem that I have. Republicans and Democrats are all fine to just let this lie go. Now, what I think the Republicans need to do is call a spade a spade. There is election fraud, and this gentleman, George Santos, lied. Therefore, he got elected because of dishonesty. Therefore, he committed fraud on the people and on the election process. Okay? None of it's true. He said he was a Jew. He's not. He's a Catholic. He said his parents were, uh, you know, Holocaust or whatever victims. It isn't even true. He claimed that he worked at big, you know, financial companies. It's not even true. He said he graduated from certain colleges. It's not even true. He literally lied, lied, lied to the point where you cannot excuse this and you cannot claim it's a Democrat attack. Okay, it's election fraud. Call a spade a spade. 
Don't try to protect the Republican side if you're supposedly a conservative because you lose honor when you do that. It is not about people. It is about principle. And the principle is he lied and stole an election on his lies. Okay? That's election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. If I lie to you and then I get elected because you think I'm somebody that I'm not, that is election fraud, plain and simple. So if the Republicans let this criminal stand, let him take the oath of office, let him join them in the House, they've all backed election fraud who allowed that to occur without doing something about it. I want to see a Rand Paul, a Mike Lee, somebody in the Senate to speak out boldly to give this thing legs. But it turns out that I guess this thug George Santos guy, he wants to back Kevin McCarthy as speaker, don't you know? So, see, they don't want to touch this. The Kevin McCarthy Republicans, they're so criminal deep state that they they don't care if he lied to get there as long as they keep Kevin in power, as long as they keep the Republicans with the majority, that's fine. You see, if Republican leaders demanded Mr. Santos, Santos resign, and he did, it would prompt a special election in the swing seat, right? And it will be a potential blow to the Republicans' already precarious majority. You think about that for a minute and you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, Cameron, I sent you guys an email with a video to play here in just a second. Hopefully you can get that queued up. Tell me when that's ready. But I'm telling you right now, Republican leaders need to hold the moral high ground and say, listen, we cannot tolerate this in our camp. Because what he does by his lies and what they do by allowing this guy to continue is besmirch the whole party. It just proves that the, that the good old boy network is in place and that they will not prevent any of the deep state, any of their own, to face accountability. That's what we're seeing here, ladies and gentlemen, and that's the problem. They need to shut this guy down. To a man, the Republicans need to say, no, you've committed election fraud. I'm so sorry we're going to lose our majority, but the truth is the truth. And you say, Sam, that would just be suicide. That would be stupid. No, it wouldn't. Whenever you do right for right's sake, it's right. It's good. Whenever you take the moral high ground, yeah, you might have a penalty for it and lose the uh, majority right now in Congress, in the House, But the reason that you had such a narrow victory majority in the House anyway is because nobody trusts the Republicans either. And election fraud is so pervasive and so in your face that they all lost. The big wave didn't materialize due to election fraud. But if you don't pick out the most provable evidence of election fraud, Republicans and Democrats cannot argue with the fact that this guy literally portrayed a character that was absolutely false, fiat, made up, bogus. And if you let that stand, shame on you. You guys deserve to lose next election. But if you stand up and stop it and say, no, we're not going to allow this. We're going to say that even our side commits election fraud sometimes. And when they do, we're going to stop them, just like we will stop the Republicans. And yes, it's sad to lose the majority in 2022, but we can't help it. We've got to stand on truth 
honor, integrity, morality. We've got to clean this up from the inside, and it starts right now with our own. And if you tell that story, and then you put together a great plan for America in 24, you will create a landslide. Okay? But if you allow this thug, this liar, then whenever any Democrat lies and cheats and commits fraud to get elected, you don't have a leg to stand on, do you? Because you backed one of your own that did the same thing so blatantly, so belligerently, that it's not even debatable that, I mean, even if half of this stuff is true, we got a big problem. But he already admitted to most of it, you see. It's not even a matter of us saying, is it true? What's the real truth? He already admitted to lying about his education. He already admitted to lying about working for um, Goldman Sachs and whatever. He already admitted to saying, well, I'm not really a Jew. I'm a Catholic. He already admitted to all this stuff. What he has not admitted to yet is any crimes that he may have committed. The problem is it's pretty easy to document in Brazil. As far as I understand, he literally stole a checkbook and wrote checks and got caught and admitted to it back then. It should be pretty easy to document the facts now, right? But see, nobody's pinning him down in the media like I would either. Right? So we've got a massive problem, folks, in elections. I mean, I'm sorry, and Republicans need to provide the lead. But you know what you're going to find out? They're more interested in the party than they are themselves. The party trumps honesty. The party trumps individuals. So you know what? For the party's sake, let's shut up and keep our majority. For the party's quote sake, let's 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 let it's a lie and it needs to be stopped. Wow, shame on them all. And again, Republicans need to stand up like Rand Paul is doing. Senator Rand Paul's he put together an incredible report that is now documenting that over four hundred and twenty eight billion dollars in government waste. Here's uh, the video with some details. Ah, Christmas, a time where we have to think about what presents to give to the ones we love. But what present did the government give the American people this year? We now have a $31 trillion debt. We're adding over a trillion dollars a year, and yet Republican leadership says this is a victory. Every year, Senator Rand Paul releases his Festivist Report, a detailed filing of all the things <clears throat> spending. We found that they spent Last year, $2.3 million injecting beagles with cocaine. Yep, researchers were curious if cocaine causes adverse effects. Read the news. Look at the addicts across our country. You think you need to inject beagles with cocaine to know that cocaine's a bad deal? Sticking with the animal theme, another study was done on parrots. We've got people who go hungry in our country. We got people that are trying to get out from behind poverty, and we're spending $700,000 studying how male parrots attract a female. I think there's a theme this year because another $187,000 was spent on finding out if dogs help with therapy. Of course they do. Ask any pet owner. Any pet owner could have told you, and we would have saved the taxpayer $187,000. Well, for all the Marvel comic fans out there, there was a study that cost $118,000 to put the evil Thanos snap to the test. They apparently hired some dude to wear metal gloves and then try to snap his fingers. You know what? They found out that it's impossible to make a snapping sound with metal fingers. So robots of the world, be warned, 
it's hard to snap your fingers. Senator Paul saying we can look to our European allies on how to balance our budget. In 2019, 15 of 26 European countries ran budget surpluses. Europe is a glaring example that fiscal responsibility is possible. It's not a pipe dream. So the one Christmas wish Senator Paul wants this year? Quit digging the hole deeper, quit adding the debt, and do what even European countries can do, and that's begin to balance our budget. In Washington, Aaron Franzak, Newsnet. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You look at that and you just go, what on earth is going on? Yeah, and they literally spent $428 billion in government waste. Now, listen to me carefully. This is one senator documenting this. Just imagine if you had a group of senators, what they could uncover. Just imagine how we could clean house and save the taxpayer money. But the Republicans don't care. They're going to elect a thug liar who committed election fraud named George Santos. Yeah, he got caught lying about almost everything. They don't even care. Nobody's even pushing back like I am. Look, you got to get this thug out of there, criminally prosecute him for his actions for committing election fraud and admit there's election fraud, Republicans, and then start to stand up and do the right thing and paint a picture of 24 of honesty. The issue is honesty could be the campaign, right? The issue is honesty. The issue is morality. The issue is accountability. The issue is integrity. But the Republicans are no better than the Democrats if they let this stand, are they? $428 billion in bogus projects. And then a liar as the way to, quote, get your narrow majority in the House so you can, what, lie to us more? So that you can spend more? So that you can, what's the purpose to get a liar and these belligerent spenders together? So they can betray the people even further? So that we can completely destroy the country? What is the purpose of electing this liar and letting it stand? What is the purpose of allowing this $428 billion to be spent? That's discovered by one senator. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a road to hoe, baby. Telling you that right now. Hour one in the can, a surprised guest coming up for hour two. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally. We the people can and will restore America. But you got to get involved. You got to make it a great day and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. 
All right, Roger Stone. It's been a while, sir. Welcome back. Great to be back. Elon Musk took over Twitter. I don't know Elon personally, so I don't know how much of a friend he is or he is not. But he sure brought forth some interesting, revealing things. Do you think anybody goes to jail at the FBI or the Justice Department? Well, it's an excellent question. Uh, What's odd about this is um, I didn't lobby anybody. I I was banned for life on Twitter in 2017. Uh, At that time, I had 980,000 followers. Unclear how many of them were bots, but many. Uh, And uh, they never actually told me why I was banned other than I violated their community standards, which... You know, it's okay for the head of the Taliban to call for the assassination of the president of the United States. He won't be banned. But in my case, um, I threatened their narrative, I guess. Uh, And then more recently, I just filled out a form uh, and emailed it in to Elon Musk and the new management at Twitter. I didn't think much would happen. But the point is, I didn't lobby anyone. I didn't call anyone. I didn't make a public uh, spectacle about it. And lo and behold... I was restored, and uh, I learned a lot of things overnight. First of all, Twitter has changed a lot, and also it has not changed a lot. There's a lot of crazy people there who still think that I was convicted of something involving Russian collusion, when in fact any misstatement I made to the Congress under oath was immaterial. The government admitted in their pretrial motions that they didn't have to prove my involvement in Russian collusion. In fact, they provided no evidence at my trial or in Mueller's final report, for that matter, that the Trump campaign ever colluded with the Russians. So basically, as you know, Sam, I was framed in order to pressure me into testifying against Donald Trump, uh, and I refused to do that. My and trial God bless you for the truth, sir. Well, my trial was completely corrupted by a biased judge, by a jury forewoman who had been attacking me on Facebook and Twitter the year before my indictment, but kept those postings on a private setting, said during jury selection she had no idea who I was. Uh, But the judge, when we learned this, that was not sufficient grounds to overturn my conviction. Uh, It's a rigged system in D.C. Um, I, uh, uh, through my my redemption in the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, I was saved. Uh, and uh, I'm grateful for it. I pray. I praise the Lord every day for it. But the number of people who come at me at Twitter saying, traitor, traitor, Russian traitor, they, these people are just ignorant. That hasn't changed. Uh, and then there's um, January 6th. Sorry, I wasn't there. I gave a speech on the evening of January 5th. Uh, it was equally, it was, you know, it was constitutionally protected free speech. I didn't call for violence or insurrection or or for anyone to break the law. And let's be clear, neither did Donald Trump. Absolutely not. This is just a, this is an effort to try to uh, legally eliminate him as a candidate. Uh, if Trump is as damaged as the media keeps telling us, if he is uh, so powerless, if his political appeal is over, why are they so desperate not to run against him? It, it really is revealing. There's no question about it. I want to go back to the raid that you experienced uh, back, uh, you know, before a lot of the truth uh, of your circumstances came out, etc. They literally raided your house. They had the TV network right there to kind of make sure that it was as high profile as it could be. 
to try to discredit everybody and everything else. Uh, they literally did a similar thing to Trump. The circumstances were different, but the principles were the same. Uh, they literally, uh, in my opinion, violated all kinds of uh, laws and First Amendment. I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. Uh, do you think Twitter was involved in that, if we could get the information? And how are some of these groups tipped off that this was even going down? There's a lot of questions there, aren't there? Uh, there are. Uh, look, my attorneys spoke to, the, to Robert Mueller's office the day before my arrest. We provided 90 pages of text messages that indisputably proved that I was telling the truth, that the person who told me that Julian Assange had dynamite information on Hillary Clinton and would release it in October uh, was uh, Randy Credico. I had 90 pages of text messages that proved that. They could have said to me or my lawyers, hey, we're going to charge your client tomorrow. He needs to turn himself in. That would have saved the taxpayers $1.1 million. But on the morning of January 17th, uh, at 6 a.m. in the morning, 29 heavily armed FBI agents in full SWAT gear, brandishing fully automatic M4 assault weapons surrounded my home to arrest me for the nonviolent crime uh, of lying to Congress, which I still deny. Uh, and the irony of this is I was arrested at 611 uh, at, uh, pardon me, at 606. At 611 a.m., a producer from CNN text messaged a copy of my indictment, which was still sealed until 1030 that morning. Uh, and it had no court markings on it or any timestamps, but it did in the meta tags have the initials of the man who wrote it and the man who leaked it in violation of federal law, Andrew Weissman. Uh, and that is how CNN ended up 25 feet from my front door when I was arrested. It was not through uh, investigative journalism or because of a hunch. They actually got an award from the White House Correspondents Association for their Excellent reporting, breaking the story on my arrest. They were tipped. They were tipped. Weissman should be prosecuted for this. Uh, the, the woman at CNN should be prosecuted. But, of course, they won't be because we have a two-tiered system of justice. Twitter was involved in spreading the word. Uh, in a weird way, Sam, they did me a favor. I raised $2.5 million for my legal defense in the 48 hours after I was arrested. Because by that time, I had lost my home, my car, my savings, my insurance, because I was gagged by the judge shortly. I had shortly lost, you know, my ability to make a living by speaking or writing or talking. So um, in a way, they, they brought me a, a notoriety that hopefully will now allow me to make a living. The problem that I have with it, though, is this First Amendment violation. Literally, these thugs shut down a sitting president on false information. Well, and in this case, uh, Elon cannot be criticized. I mean, he is he is of dropping he extraordinary extraordinary truth bombs, proving that that Twitter has been used to uh, snuff out First Amendment opinion on the lack of any Russian collusion. Uh, the uh, you're not allowed to question the irregularities or anomalies regarding the 2020 election. Uh, COVID-19 vaccinations are safe and effective. And if you have an alternative opinion, well, you can't speak. 
I mean, there is no there is no better example of this uh, than my friend Alex Jones. I mean, the whole point of the First Amendment is that it protects speech that other people might find repugnant or or or, uh, or or offensive. I mean, I don't agree with everything Alex Jones says. I disagree with some of the things he says. I agree with a lot of what he says. But I, I'll tell you what I do agree about. He has an absolute First Amendment right to, to present any opinion he wishes, no matter how offensive that may be to some some people. So uh, you won't get a you won't get a fair trial in Connecticut. You won't get a fair trial in Austin County, Texas. Uh, and uh, you know, Alex. You won't Jones get a fair you, trial in D.C. either. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm living I'm living proof of that. And then you have John Durham. Durham comes along and he charges the driver of the getaway car with double parking while he lets the bank robbers get away. I mean. In the testimony of the two things he brought to trial, there's more than enough information to charge John Podesta, uh, Jake Sullivan, Hillary herself. They all should have been charged. He had sufficient evidence to charge all of them. He also could have moved the venue for the trial to Mississippi or to Texas. Uh, But uh, John Durham really didn't do the job here that he was appointed to do. John Durham's job, in my opinion, is to eliminate Hillary Clinton as a political force to get her out of the way for the Obamas. The Obamas despise the Clintons. They just, they, they just like them more, perhaps, than you and I, Sam. Uh, and they want her and her hillbilly rapist husband off the stage. They want her out of the way so that when they replace Joe Biden, which they will do because the the burden of the impact of Biden's policies on this country gas prices, food shortages, record inflation, shipping billions abroad while we have 370,000 homeless veterans in this country, plus the weight of the corruption and, let's just say it, perversion uh, of uh, Joe Biden's son uh, is just too great for the Democrats to bear. Now, when you add to that his inability to string together a sentence and make sense, um, they're going to put him out to pasture early next year. I think his own people end up replacing him under the 25th Amendment. Uh, and then if you say, oh, my God, that makes Kamala Harris. No, it doesn't. It makes Biden president. Pardon me. It makes Obama president, just as he is today. So there'll be no changes in policy. The chief executive of the United States will be just as inarticulate as they are today. Uh, I don't think much will change. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. More from Roger Stone in seconds. Good news. He's back on Twitter. And just how did CNN get uh, great footage of the raid? Insider trading. I'll tell you how. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. 
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Roger Stone, ladies and gentlemen, American conservative, political consultant and lobbyist, and a whole lot more. Stonezone.com is the website. That's stonezone.com. Great news. Stone has been restored on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, CNN, I believe it's insider trading. Somehow they knew. I don't know if Twitter was involved, uh, but we know that the FBI, the Justice Department, everybody else uh, at government in the deep state is literally in bed uh, with these huge media companies in an effort to literally violate all five of your First Amendment guarantees, folks. Uh, if you don't believe me, they shut down churches while lap dances at bars were open during COVID. Uh, they literally shut down everybody at January 6th uh, and at Charlottesville that was conservative. Uh, and then they literally attacked people like Roger Stone with a raid that was absolutely unnecessary. It was all designed for propaganda agenda, which now, because of Elon Musk, we find out uh, they're literally Operation Mockingbird on steroids, Roger. It's really quite incredible. I mean, uh, I am uh, I'm still in shock now, I should point out. I'm still banned for life on Facebook, where I had over 6 million followers. Uh, that's based on a report by some George Soros-funded group that claimed, based on testimony during my trial, by someone who they don't identify, uh, that I had over 100 fake Facebook profiles. Sam, I didn't even have one. I mean, I had one personal one. I had one for the stonezone.com, my blog. I had one for stoneonstyle.com, my men's style blog. And I had one for each of the five books that I have written. The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ, uh, The Clinton's War on Women, The Bush Crime Family, uh, and so on. Uh, but uh, to this day, I continue to be banned on Facebook. I'm also therefore banned on Instagram because they own Instagram. Uh, it, it is outrageous, uh, but Alex Jones is right. We're in an info war. We're in an information war, 
Uh, and uh, it is really great to see all these liberal journalists squealing about being banned uh, on Twitter. This guy, Aaron Rupar, a particularly vile individual, just a miscreant, someone who taunted me uh, when I was on trial, someone who taunted my wife while she was fighting stage four cancer, that kind of person. Um, he's all upset. I mean, he, he's in a lavender rage over the fact that he was banned on Twitter uh, for reporting on the whereabouts of Elon's plane. Where do we go from here? I look at the Alex Jones abuse. Look, he's entitled to say and think and believe anything he wants. They literally tried to find him $1.5 billion. The number is just absolutely psychotic and laughable. But just like I mentioned, your raid was designed for maximum propaganda. So was that literal, you know, look, Alex Jones will never pay that kind of money. Um, number one, I don't know that he even has that kind of money to give them. Uh, number two, uh, he's smart enough where they'll never get a hold of the money. Uh, all I'm telling you is this is psychotic, but used for maximum propaganda across the nation. My point is this. When they can shut down a sitting president of the United States and then conduct a raid on him, when they can do that to you, uh, they can do that to uh, Alex Jones, they're just coming for the rest of us. <laughs> we might as well just stand up and get in line for our takedown abuse, Roger. Well, hopefully not. I mean, I am. Uh, I still believe at the end of the day that we're in a spiritual war. I still believe in the end of the day that uh, that the Lord will not let America uh, be destroyed. Um, our 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 path involves legal elections, uh, which I know may sound uh, uh, a bit dicey to some, particularly given these recent results in Arizona, in which there is no question whatsoever that Carrie Lake won that election. This Katie Hobbs woman, a rather dumpy sort, not very articulate, wouldn't campaign, wouldn't debate, ran essentially no campaign, knew she didn't Literally have certified to. her own election results on top of it all. Right. She, literally, she knew she didn't have to campaign because it was wired. Regardless of what you read in the Washington Post or the New York Times, and I read a piece in the New York Times on this. I sent a text to the author telling me he's one of the great fiction writers of our time. <laughs> uh, Carrie Lake and her people absolutely put uh, proved their case in court. The judge didn't have the testicular fortitude to do the right thing. But I cannot add to 270 electoral votes for Donald Trump or any other potential Republican uh, without including Arizona, North Carolina, and Georgia. I, I include those three because it is in those three states that Republicans have both houses of the legislature. And therefore, the way back, the way to save the country is to appoint a president who will appoint an attorney general who will use the law as it was meant to be used. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the, these outlets are in violation of U.S. Uh, uh, antitrust law. They should have been prosecuted in the, in the early days of the Trump administration. When Bill Barr said he saw no evidence of election fraud, that's because he didn't look. We have the letter from the U.S. attorney in Philadelphia in which he says the Justice Department was prohibiting him from investigating election fraud. But given Bill Barr's role as a henchman for George H.W. Bush, given Bill Barr's role of running the cocaine smuggling operation in and out uh, of MENA, Arkansas, all of which I've documented in my book, The Bush Crime Family, one has to wonder 
why Donald Trump appointed him to begin with. Was this Jared Kushner's idea? Whose idea was this? It was a terrible idea. Bill Barr is not and was never uh, an America first Republican. Um, And in the end, I think he did one great thing. He saved Trump in the Russian collusion fraud by quickly taking Mueller's report, reading it, saying there's nothing here, it's over, before Andrew Weissman could uh, try to refire it by putting Mueller in front of the House committee. That was a disaster. Remember that? The guy didn't know what day of the week it was. He didn't know he was. Yeah, President Trump's uh, biggest mistakes are the people he's allowed to surround himself with, right? There's there's no question about that. But to, you know, in his defense, he was elected president. He honestly believed, as say when Reagan was elected president, that the that the Republicans would rally around him, that the Democrats would oppose him, uh, but that the country would accept the results of the election and get on with their business. He never understood that half the Republicans, and certainly the Republican Party leadership, was involved in trying to remove him from the instant that he was elected. Uh, He never really understood that. And therefore, uh, if elected to another term, which I still think is more than possible, regardless of what you read in the mainstream media. And by the way, we're going to get into uh, that in detail coming up. Uh, he would he would not, um, I don't think he would make the same mistake. He, look, uh, Jared Kushner and his daughter, who are leftists, who are liberals themselves, will not be involved in his next campaign. That's That's the best news I've heard yet. Well, I think they need people like uh, Junior involved and Eric involved and some of those other people that are that are a whole lot more along our lines of thinking. Uh, look, I think Eric Trump is a terrific guy. I think he's a, he's a, a uh, he's an awake patriot. He totally gets the big picture. He knows who the good guys are and the bad guys are. I think he's a giant asset for his uh, for his father. Uh, ditto for Donald Trump Jr. Um, there, the, the point here, of course, is we need to go back to the 2015-2016 Trump, not the 2020 Trump. In other words, most members of Congress, most Republican members of Congress are opposed to Trump winning another term. That's the best news I've ever heard. Those people are dead weight. They're the ones who need to go. We need term limits. Term limits should be the centerpiece of Trump's next campaign. People, people like Kevin McCarthy, people like like Mitch McConnell need to be shown the door. Uh, and if we're going to release Donald Trump's tax returns, despite any evidence or claim or charge that he's done anything wrong, then we must have Nancy Pelosi's returns immediately. She's worth $154 million. Uh, her husband uh, jumped on an IPO uh, regarding... Uh, you know, the, uh, the credit cards, uh, a company that was involved with credit cards at a time when she was shepherding credit card legislation through the House. She belongs in prison. It can be proven. In her case, you can actually see where she used government policy to enrich herself and her husband. All you needed was an attorney general with the testicular fortitude to pursue this. Donald Trump's big mistake what was, in all honesty, he had the wrong bar. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. And if we don't drain the deep state at some point and start putting people in jail that belong there, all the wrong people are threatened with jail. 
all the wrong people are struggling. Uh, the January 6th folks are a great example. This is a sham. Uh, they're using this to destroy all of us. I agree with Roger Stone. We can win. We can take back America. There is a hope and a future for this great country because it was set up to prepare people for the return of Jesus Christ. Roger Stone continues in seconds on your radio. StoneZone.com Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Russia on Tuesday banned the sale of its oil and petroleum products to countries that put a cap on their sales price, putting more of a strain on a system once ruled by the United States. The Kremlin's action is an attempt to undermine sanctions in response to Russia's invasion of neighboring Ukraine a year ago come February. More is being revealed in the Southwest Airlines meltdown that caused thousands of flights to be canceled and stranded travelers fending for themselves. Lynn Montgomery is the president of the union repping Southwest Air. This is not a staffing issue. This is a systems issue. Um, Southwest Airlines was staffed. Its employees were ready to go to work. But when they chose to take flights into the middle of the storm or not preemptively cancel enough flights, their systems have not been able to keep up with the rescheduling. More than 30 people have died in the Buffalo, New York area after a strong winter storm blanketed it, making it one of the deadliest blizzards in decades. Erie County executives said three additional deaths were confirmed Tuesday, bringing the area's official number to 31. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, has been authorized to coordinate efforts in the greater Buffalo metro area, announced Tuesday. Pope Francis is asking for prayers for former Pope Benedict XVI, saying his predecessor is very sick. Francis made the surprise appeal today at the end of his general audience. The 95-year-old Benedict resigned in 2013, becoming the first pope to do so in about 600 years. He's been living in a Vatican guesthouse since then. The first fleet of next-generation Starlink satellites lifted off Wednesday morning from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket carried the satellites into low orbit. With liberty and justice for all, today is officially the Pledge of Allegiance Day. USA News. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have curated special gift packages to take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use code TREAT at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra Juicy burgers, even easy to prepare, ready in a flash, comfort meals. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com, get 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, at Real Roger Stone. StoneZone.com. 
We're talking to Roger Stone about uh, the 2024 elections. And I agree that, that Donald Trump has a way better chance than the mainstream liars want you to believe. Uh, I find that interesting. Elon Musk made it possible for Trump to come back on Twitter, but Trump hasn't taken it. I know he wants to promote his own um, social media platform. Uh, but I also kind of think you've got to use every channel to your advantage. Uh, and I personally think that uh, Trump needs to go back on Twitter, Roger. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, and um, I have ascertained that uh, Trump does not have uh, any uh, restrictions regarding his relationship uh, with True Social. Now, True Social is a, is a great outlet, uh, but it is, it is exactly what it's designed to be, which is to say a social media platform for conservatives and Republicans and Trump supporters and free thinkers and so on. So it has some self-imposed limitations uh, in that regard. Uh, Trump has 3 million followers on True Social. He has 83 million followers on Twitter. Um, I would not be surprised to see his, um, I think, measured use of Twitter as an important part of his comeback campaign. I uh, think that uh, his social uh, media site is a great site. I think it's up and coming. Uh, the problem is it's not mature enough to have an API where people could schedule posts and do a lot of different things that make it a prime time service. Uh, so, uh, you know, we got to give it time to come out of the gate and kind of mature and all that kind of stuff. You just don't develop software in a day is the point. Nevertheless, I think he ought to use his platform. I think he ought to use Twitter. And I think we ought to use this as an opportunity really to fund new media organizations and media organizations that have been um, you know, constitutional and moral and have been around for a long time. I've been on the air for more than 25 years. I think we need to start funding groups, getting groups together and using all of our channels together. I think our impact, the synergism, if you will, could be tremendous. The mainstream press wouldn't stand a chance if we all worked together, uh, Roger, and they know it. That's why they're so afraid of us. Uh, I agree with that. That's why there's been such a concerted effort to take Alex Jones down. I mean, Infowars.com and BandVideo.com uh, reach millions and millions and millions of people. Alex Jones has shown the way. On the other hand, while the left has many, many people like Zuckerberg and George Soros and Bill Gates anxious to write large checks uh, for all kinds of ventures, including communication ventures, Try to go out and raise money among conservatives to build a, a live streaming platform, for example, which cannot be canceled and cannot be censored. Uh, the technology exists. It's actually not that expensive. But try going out into the marketplace and finding people willing to write a million-dollar check, never mind a $30 million check. Uh, and you'll find out how difficult it is because of the of the – uh, atmosphere of uh, fear that has been instilled by our current judicial system. People don't want to be associated with free speech. They don't want to be associated with uh, any activity that uh, is contrary to the government's narrative for fear of having their taxes audited, for fear of being prosecuted like Alex Jones. Uh, it is It has had a chilling effect on the marketplace. And that, in my mind, is when we need to stand up more boldly, more nobly, more independently. I know that the 
landscape is a little bit uh, sketchy, and it's scary to do so. But, folks, if we're going to take America back, this is what it's going to take. The founders put it all on the line. We're asking for a whole lot less than that for people to stand up, Roger, and it's time or else if we don't, we're in real trouble. I could not I could not agree more. Uh, and, look, I, I'm working on some things as others. I, I'm doing a daily show every day at 5 o'clock Eastern called at StoneZone.Live. Uh, sponsored by my good friend Mike Lindell. So our home platform is frankspeech.com. But you can also see it on Rumble and Telegram. Uh, very soon you'll be able to see it on uh, uh, on Truth Social uh, when they get their live streaming act together. But uh, since I've returned to Twitter, I'm getting a very, very large following. The show uh, will start up again January 2nd. We're on break right now, but Again, StoneZone.Live, every day for one hour. We talk uh, politics, news, history, style, fashion. Uh, you know, it, it, it is, uh, it, it's a lot of work, as you know, to do a daily show, Sam. You've done it for 25 years, but um, I'm finding it very rewarding. People should check it out at StoneZone.Live every day at 5 o'clock Eastern. And is it related to the Stone Cold Truth? Is that the, the title of the show? Uh, Stone Cold Truth um, was my old website. If you go to stonecoldtruth.com now, it forwards to the Stone Zone. So stonezone.com is my, is my home website. That's where you can see videos and articles I've written and so on. Uh, stonezone.live is my daily uh, web-based show. Uh, I had the General Michael Flynn was my guest for our last show Friday before Christmas. Uh, we, are, we are on vacation from Christmas to January 2nd, a badly needed vacation, I might add. Uh, but uh, people should check it out. Uh, I've had Alex Jones on. In fact, I think I'm going to have him on in the first week uh, of the year. Uh, I have uh, I have a really, I think we bring you interesting guests. We did a very, we had a great show for the anniversary of uh, the 59th anniversary of the murder of John F. Kennedy, um, where I highlighted my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ. Um, Sooner or later, I hope to have former President Trump on the show, so people should check it out. StoneZone.Live. StoneZone.Live. Every day at 5, we start up again January 2nd. StoneZone.Live every day at 5. I like that. Uh, Roger, as we approach the 2024 elections, I know Mike Pence is starting to play games that he might be involved in stuff like that. Uh, the guy's a deep state Republican hack. Uh, if Donald Trump runs the second time, I think he needs to surround himself with the right people. Uh, who do you think might be a good vice presidential candidate for him? Well, here's the problem with uh, trying to pick a vice president this early. You can't really select a vice president until you see how the nomination process has gone. Uh, only then do you know what kind of vice president you need. In other words, you, you don't know which constituency within the Republican Party you would, or within the country, more precisely, uh, you will need to reach out to. Uh, many, many people thought, and I don't disagree with this, that had Carrie Lake won the governorship in Arizona, she would have been on a, an immediate short list for vice president, assuming the first two years of her governorship were successful, which I'm certain they would have been. She certainly would have shut down the border in that state, which is porous at this point, as bad as Texas, perhaps worse. 
uh, I, I think her political career has taken a, a, a detour, but she's very, very far from finished. Um, I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see Rand Paul as the next Secretary of State. I'd like to see Cash Patel as the next head of the FBI. Uh, I'd like to see Rick Grinnell as the next head of the CIA. I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. In a second Trump administration, um, I, I think the president has learned a lot of hard, hard lessons, uh, which will hold him in good stead when the time comes. One of the things that I really think Donald Trump should do is work with constitutional sheriffs. They're starting to appear all over the country. Uh, I'm with Richard Mack, and I'm the CEO of the CSPOA, or the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. So I work with Sheriff Mack closely. But I really think that we need to start to have uh, an appropriate relationship between constitutional people at the county level uh, and the general level, because I think we could really push governors to do what's right if we had kind of both ends of that thing. Roger? Uh, it's ironic that the sheriffs seem to be the last uh, law enforcement group in the country that hasn't been compromised. Now, sheriffs in some states have vast powers. Sheriffs, for example, in New York State have no power whatsoever. None. Virtually none. Uh, in Florida, some sheriffs have massive powers. Other sheriffs have minor powers, depending on the county. Uh, but in uh, in uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, the Constitution uh, of the states usually dictate this, and I think the constitutional sheriffs have a key role to play. I just think we could really make a difference there if we started getting constitutional Americans who are already in office, who are willing to stand together. They could really make a big difference in helping um, helping educate with the real narrative. I completely agree. Uh, I, I think it is uh, uh, it is something that uh, Trump needs to take into consideration as he puts together a campaign. All right, let's go ahead and skip the break this time, Roger. We want to continue. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot here. What about Ron DeSantis? I know people are trying to pit the two against each other. I don't think there's a throwdown between the two. I think Ron can wait. I think that a lot of uh, support can be provided. Uh, and, and I think the media is just trying to unnecessarily divide them. Uh, in a way to cause problems. I don't, I don't think there's a conflict between the two. Do you? No, but there's certainly going to be. Look, look I live in Florida. Ron DeSantis is definitely running for president. Uh, there is no question about that. When people say, oh, I don't think he's going to run. In 24? Yes, without any okay. question whatsoever. Okay. Uh, which is really ironic in view of the fact that Ron owes his governorship to Donald Trump. Well, let's be very clear. Ron was an undistinguished congressman that no one ever heard of. His candidacy was in single digits. He was having trouble raising money. All 67 Republican county chairmen in Florida endorsed uh, the, the state agriculture commissioner. Every Republican member in both houses of our legislature endorsed the state agriculture commissioner. Every member, every member of the Florida congressional delegation, with the exception of Matt Gates, endorsed uh, Ron DeSantis' opponent. It is only the tweeted endorsement of Ron DeSantis by Donald Trump that lifted him like a skyrocket out of uh, single digits and catapulted him to the governorship. Then, after Ron lost two debates to the perverted crackhead mayor of Tallahassee, go back and look at those debates. Ron did not do well. Uh, Donald Trump dragged Ron DeSantis over the finish line to become governor. 
He won by a hair. Had Trump not campaigned in Florida twice in the final two weeks, he would not want have run at all. So I argue that Governor DeSantis' candidacy, which I guarantee you is coming, uh, is, a, is, a, is an act of, of personal disloyalty and treachery. Uh, if it weren't for Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis would be working in a Dairy Queen right now. Now, now let's go to the policy side, but I like him. He's MAGA, really? He, he signed an executive order outlying masks. As soon as the election was over, they're requiring masks again in the county in which I live. Go to Broward General Hospital. If you work there, it's a private company, but if you work there, you're required to wear a mask. They're in violation. Ron DeSantis does nothing. Oh, he signed an executive order saying we can't teach CRT in the schools. Excellent. I applauded that. That was before the election. They've just uploaded a curriculum to teach CRT as recommended by the ADL here in the county uh, school system where I live. He signed an executive order regarding children uh, attending these drag queen shows. They had one last night in this county. There were children in the crowd. Uh, He ended the special tax designation for Disney, which I applauded him for, because Disney was opposing his efforts to limit the teaching of race, gender, uh, and uh, 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 and, um, sex lies to our children at the elementary school level. Now we learn that he's in secret negotiations with Disney, who gave him a million dollars, which he accepted for his reelection campaign, to restore their special tax status. So Ron DeSantis went to Yale. He went to Harvard. He is not who you think he is. He talks a good game. The first two years of his governorship, he was so busy removing Confederate monuments, he really didn't have much time to do to, to do much else. He is not who you think he is. If you think he's an America first conservative, then why is Paul Ryan supporting him? Why is Jeb Bush supporting him? Why is Megan? And McCain why does the media him? give him so much fair or whatever you want to say preferential coverage well they're they're building him up because and look ron is not a dumb guy even though he's not allowed to talk without the permission of his wife in fact it's really weird you barely see her lips moving whenever ron is speaking but he talks a great game because he knows that the america first wing of the party is still dominant at the grassroots he still knows that he's got to make those noises but he is a Jeb Bush Republican through and through. It's how he voted in Congress. Uh, he owes his political rise to Donald Trump. Now, here's a great part. He is, uh, he's asked the state Supreme Court to impanel a grand jury to investigate whether those who, who created the COVID-19 vaccination misled the people of Florida. What difference does it make, Ron? You signed a law, gave them legal immunity. It's a head fake. It's a fugazi. It's an act for the for the rubes. But it won't matter because the grand jury can't charge anybody because Ron DeSantis signed the law giving them immunity. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, Ron DeSantis, who is, by the way, 5'8", he wears these four-inch boots, these, these, these boots with four-inch heels to appear taller. Uh, I think he's done very well in a controlled environment. In his first debate with Donald Trump, he will get crushed. And here's my most important question, Sam. Where is Governor DeSantis on the $100 billion we have shipped to Ukraine? 
is he for it or against it? Because Ukraine, the war, war in Ukraine, as you know, is not about democracy. Zelensky uh, has outlawed any political party but his own. He has arrested all of his political opponents. He has arrested journalists. Uh, he has arrested pastors. I don't, su- I don't support democracy either, though. I support a constitutional well, republic. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying. It, it is not about freedom. It, it, that is not That's a right, free for sure. It is not a, that is not a free Republican or de- Democratic Republican form of government. So when they say we're fighting against tyranny, no, he's he's a dictator. He is just as much a dictator as Putin. And let's be very clear: I'm not That's carrying true. any water for Putin either. I, uh, Putin's a thug, and their system is just as autocratic and just and just as as. Uh, 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 and just as much of a totalitarian system as Ukraine. But let's not hold Zelensky up as some great small-D Democrat or some believer in freedom. He's a dictator. He arrests his political enemies. He shuts down TV stations. He shuts down uh, uh, newspapers. He arrests journalists who disagree with him. He's arrested all the candidates for president in the last election. He's a thug, and you would think... For a guy we just gave $100 billion to, if he's going to address a joint session of Congress, he could have at least worn a suit. All he did Instead, was the guy for shows more weapons, up in a, in a sweatshirt. I mean, how embarrassing. And he shows up in a sweatshirt, but then just begging for more weapons, right? Well, be- begging for more money. Look, we know for an absolute certainty that a lot of our tax money was converted to cryptocurrency and funneled back to this country for political campaigns. Rand Paul, to his credit, sponsored an amendment in which a U.S. inspector general would be in charge of keeping track of where all the money is going. That was defeated by the U.S. Senate. Most Republicans voted against it. Why would any member of the Senate not want to know where the money is going? Do we really think that $100 billion is going to arm the Ukrainians? Most of it is going to arm terrorists. Some of it is going to actually arm actual Nazis. Uh, the far right wing of Zelensky's party. Uh, but most of that money is uh, finding its way back to the United States. I think most people know that. All right, let's do prediction time. Do you think Donald Trump will be the 24th president? Uh, I think he'll certainly be the nominee. Uh, if the economy, since the Republicans did not uh, fare very well and the red wave turned into a pink drizzle, uh, which, by the way, I don't think is Donald Trump's fault. I mean, how come... No one mentions the rousing victory of J.D. Vance in Ohio or the re-election, very difficult campaign of Ron Johnson. Yeah, I don't biggest, know how you blame uh, Trump. Trump. He wasn't even running, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. The people who are running, McConnell, McCarthy, uh, and this grifter at the Republican National Committee, uh, Ronna, Romney, McDaniel, these people are more interested in lining their pockets. Uh, and the Republican National Committee, I wouldn't send them a dime. That's a grifting operation in which they spend money on luxury jets and five-star hotels and huge consulting fees for some, but they're not interested in winning elections because they don't win any elections, as you know. All right, let's talk about this. This um, Republican thug that got elected in New York, the guy's name is Santez or George Santez or whatever his name is. He acknowledged all kinds of lies and everything else. Literally, he lied and committed fraud to get elected. How can the Democrats now say there's not election fraud? Uh, let me be clear. Who's criticizing it? Is it Richard Blumenthal who lied about serving in Vietnam? 
Uh, it, yeah, they lied Elizabeth too. Warren. It's Elizabeth Warren who lied about being a Native American. I mean, George Santos uh, clearly made some mistakes and said some things that weren't true. On the other hand, the time to bring that up was before the election. Uh, unless the Republicans deny him his seat, he's going to be sworn in. So um, it's not like he's the first guy who's ever fudged his resume. Let's talk about Joe Biden. This guy claims he went to an all-black college. He didn't. This guy claims he marched with Dr. King. He didn't. If we're talking about lying, then the liar-in-chief is in the White House. Uh, There's no lie that George Santos told that was a bigger falsehood than the crap that comes out of Joe Biden's mouth. So maybe we ought to remove Santos and Biden. Well, there is a there's a legal only the House can remove a House member. It'd be interesting Correct. to see what the House does. I mean, I think I think the House is going to take the position that that is up to the voters. There is no provision in New York state law for the recall of a congressman or a U.S. senator. Uh, and therefore, my guess is that Santos will get sworn in and he's going to have two years to redeem himself. He either will or will not do so. I mean, uh, I, I watched Tulsi Gabbard torture him last night on Tucker Carlson. I kind of wished I was in Santos's shoes because, Tulsi, we all make mistakes. What about your endorsement of Bernie Sanders? Let's talk about that. Was that a mistake? What about all these crazy left-wing organizations you belonged to in the 80s? Some of them communist-controlled, and I could, I could name them. Were, were those mistakes? She denies that, by the way. So uh, I felt badly for Mr. Santos. He clearly made some mistakes. I don't think he can be removed. Joe Biden, on the other hand, if you're going to impeach Donald Trump for a phone call in Ukraine, in which I really don't think he said anything wrong, then 10% for the big guy. There are the grounds for impeachment. There is absolute, undisputed, absolute proof of kickbacks uh, from foreign governments to the, to the president of the, the vice president of the United States. The Republicans on day one should pass, since they have a majority, articles of impeachment for Joe Biden. Doesn't Amen. matter. Do you think they will? Uh, that, that's a question for Kevin McCarthy, I'm afraid, or whoever ends up as the speaker. But the point, of course, is when the Democrats impeached Trump, they knew that they didn't have two-thirds of the, of the votes in the Senate. Then the Republicans should march over and dump it into uh, you know, the Democratic leadership, and then we just go on a tirade like they do. No, Joe Biden's been impeached. He's been impeached. He's been impeached. He will always be impeached. The, a majority of the House have charged him with crimes. And let's have right, a trial. We need, to have a, we need to have a trial in the Senate. Amen. A lot of people are saying Donald Trump might become Speaker. Is that even real at all? Uh, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I, mean, I think it's important to understand that one does not have to be a member of the House to be Speaker of the House, first of all. Any U.S. citizen. Uh, over the age of 21 is eligible. Uh, secondarily, uh, Kevin McCarthy, um, who is a rhino uh, and who was up to his nose in the January 6th uh, harassment, um, doesn't have the votes. He needs 218 votes. Today, he doesn't have 218 votes. The Republican caucus voted 181 to 31. Uh, so you know that there are at least 31 members who don't want him. Uh, whether how many of them will end up voting for him remains to be seen. But Matt Gates uh, claims to have five or six solid votes that won't that won't ever vote for McCarthy under any circumstances. So, is there a possibility of a compromise candidate? Yes, that compromise candidate is not Steve Scalise. 
Steve Kalisa's voting record is identical to Kevin McCarthy. He's the Italian McCarthy. There's no difference between the two of them. They're identical. Uh, but this is how Paul Ryan became speaker. Ryan was a compromised candidate when Kevin McCarthy was caught in an extramarital affair with another House member. So I think there is a, I think the Trump for speaker thing is, is actually a viable possibility. You have to find some Republican who the McCarthy supporters will vote for and for the non-McCarthy supporters will vote for. And I don't know who that individual is today other than perhaps Donald J. Trump. All right, I brought that up because I think it's an, an interesting twist. It's a very distinct possibility. And what that would do in my mind is give us a chance to ferret out who the real uh, elected officials are who are truly want to restore America versus those who are deep state and only feign support for what we believe in. Ladies and gentlemen, Roger Stone with a stonezone.com at real Roger Stone. Uh, and he's got his incredible new TV show, if you will. Uh, Stonezone.live is where you can find that every day at five, Monday through Friday. We got to get you on Brighty on TV as well, Roger. Uh, I like Brighty on, uh, and uh, I do intend to to start posting there. I'm glad you reminded me, actually. All right, because I'm on Brighty on with Sheriff Richard Mack on the Sheriff Mack Show, and there's a lot of us uh, that could really help grow the audience there, too. Like I say, we all got to start to work together uh, in meaningful ways, and hopefully we can get Alex on this show, hear from his side of the story. Hopefully we can get Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump back on the show, and Donald Trump ultimately Uh, as he's running for office, too. We'll do the very best we can to help out in every way possible, Roger. Thank you so much. We'll have you back soon. God bless you. Many thanks, Sam. Happy New Year. There he goes. Roger Stone, Happy New Year. Doing a phenomenal job, as always. Look, folks, the intrigue and the political details in D.C. are very tough to discover, and he's certainly got an inside perspective nobody else has. StoneZone.com. I am Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net. We declare, as Roger Stone does, this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.